Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. We are back with more guests for you today. I told you we would have a bunch for you. We are talking with Emily Drew and the cast of Romeo and Juliet coming to JCC. They have their opening next week, Friday, March 24th at 7.30. JCC Charmin Theater with additional performances, March 25th, 30th, 31st, and April 1st. Many chances to go catch them. So we're going to learn more about the performance. We'll even give you a little taste of the performance later. But uh, yeah, let's uh, talk to everybody. We'll start with uh, Emily. Emily, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having us, Anthony. I want to make one correction on what you said. We, yes. We have an additional show on March 26th, Ooh. which is a matinee. So it starts at 2 p.m. Nice. Okay. So lots of chances. Lots of chances. To start out, what is your role in all of this? Let's, let's start with that. I feel like that's the best. What is your role in Romeo and Juliet? Sure. So I am directing Romeo and Juliet. Um, I've also made the cut of the script. So some of our listeners might think Romeo and Juliet, think Shakespeare, think long and boring, right? Um, We are actually performing a cut that I made uh, a few years ago for my own theater company um, that was originally intended for four actors to play all the roles. So we've cut a significant amount of the text um, to make the runtime for our performance just around an hour. Um, So it's quite um, expediated, but you get all the good parts, you get all the important parts, um, and the relationships and the drama still stand. That is that is quite interesting going through, like, I mean, that seems, that almost, I don't know, you tell me, that almost seems harder than, like, writing your own play, having to go back into something that already is obviously established, and kind of doing your take on it, recreating it like that. I mean, was that... Did that take a long time? What was that process like? That that in itself sounds like that. I mean, that's quite interesting. It was tricky. Um, I was lucky enough to do it with three other collaborators, my theater company, which is called Madness Most Discreet. Um, and we did it together. So it's easier to do it with three people bouncing ideas off each other, four people collectively, three other people. Um, and I think what made it, more probable was that we were able to go into it with the framework of four actors and think, how can we make this so one actor can play a number of roles at the same time and not be on stage with just themselves? Um, So we had sort of a framework to work within, and that helped us figure out how we could make these cuts. Um, And the way that we've transitioned that to the cast at JCC is we actually have seven actors I think correct me if I'm wrong guys but um so we have a few more than four right uh we have a couple shared roles though as you'll hear uh one of the actors that is here today plays two roles um so I think what this does is it gives a lot more opportunity for the actors to stretch themselves um and create very solid characters 
That's really cool. I mean, and, you know, the part of, obviously, this goes back a little ways of, like, you working on that, but how long has this production, like, been in the works? I mean, how long since, like, you know, auditions and all that and getting this already? You know, everybody thinks of, we go see these performances, but there's all that, like, long before, you know, where you have to get it. Like, how long has this kind of been in the making now? Sure. We've actually been uh, pretty speedy with our work. Uh, We had auditions the third week of January. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I think the third week, January 19th and 20th, and we have been rehearsing since the last week of January. Um, We rehearse five days a week, four nights and one uh, afternoon on the weekend, Um, and we have just been putting in a lot of hard work. These actors have been off book, as we say, uh, or they've had their lines memorized since, like, the second week of rehearsal, pretty much. Um, They have just really dedicated themselves to making sure that we can get the text up on its feet as soon as possible and start really fleshing out these scenes and these characters. So um, it's been a speedy process, which I enjoy. I think that that's the way that Shakespeare intended for these things to go. Uh, When he wrote these plays, his troops of actors would maybe have a couple rehearsals, if any, and then perform. Um, So I think that that's the way this should be. We should... We should work hard and fast and then um, put things up before they get too stale. For, for you, Emily, I mean, for uh, directing, I mean, is this, is this your first production that you've directed at JCC? Have you done a few? How long, how long have you been doing that there? This is my first production at JCC. Yeah, I, um, I studied drama in college and worked as an actor in New York for the last 12 or so years. Wow. And um, I've directed a few uh, productions of different Shakespeare plays with my theater company, um, some children's Shakespeare in the city. And so now returning home to Jamestown, this is where I'm from, um, to get the opportunity to direct at the college has been a, a great joy. Have you done other, I mean, you mentioned Shakespeare. I mean, have you done other, like, reimagining in that way? Like you just said, like children's stuff. I mean, so you've, this isn't the only one that you've kind of taken his work and. I reimagines the word or we want to, you know, kind of go back in and, and kind of redo things. Yeah, yeah. Reimagined is the word I like to use. <laughs> um, it is, I have done a few different Shakespeare uh, texts. I've cut um, Twelfth Night most recently uh, for my theater company to actually bring to Jamestown as well. So nice. we are performing Twelfth Night uh, this upcoming fall through a generous grant from the New York State Council of the Arts. So, yeah, you, you have more coming after this. I mean, obviously, this hasn't even happened yet, and you're kind of already, you got, you got stuff planned later on. Always more Shakespeare to be seen more and performed. Shakespeare. That's what I think. That, you know, and we're talking about that, I mean, that side of things, but also, I'm kind of interested in this, like, the director side of it. I mean, like, what are some of your other roles, like, when you direct something like this? I mean, what, like, what are some of the other things that you do in your day-to-day of, like, you know, just getting this all together, I guess? Sure. I... I so what are some of the things that, as a director, as a director yeah. are on my to-do I've list? Never, yeah, I've never been a director for, you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. a director for Romeo and Juliet JCC, like, you know, like, what do you, what do you kind of do in all of that? I'm interested in that side. It's totally. Um, so the way that I like to produce and direct Shakespeare is um, simplifying it as much as possible. I think that the text is complicated enough and people are intimidated by it that I like uh, for the performance itself to be simple and for us to be able to really be clear and understand what's going on. So unlike a lot of other directors or performances, 
there's not a lot of technical augmentation that's happening um, for a production like this or in many of my productions. I like to go stripped down. Um, so uh, for me, really my focus is on the text and the actors understanding the text and then as an audience member, me understanding the actors. So we do a lot of scene work. We do a lot of text work. We run the show many, many times. Um, and right now, as we start to get closer to the performances, we're adding in a few technical elements, um, like lights and costumes. And those are still minimal. But to use those mediums in a artful way um, so that they help tell the story instead of distracting from what's important. I, li- I like that. It, I mean, it, it almost goes, you, you really have to get some good actors up there. I mean, doing it more minimal, I tell you how production, it's like, well, now, now you are, like you were talking about, it, it's about the text and the actors. It's like, you got to know your stuff, which sounds like everybody knows their stuff. I mean, the fact that this was just, you know, getting, you started getting started with two months ago in January. I mean, and now we're here, we're about a week away. I mean, that is, uh, that is great. Are you basically, I mean, is, is everything pretty much set for, uh, you know, opening night here? I mean, as I talk to you now, it'll be like a week from today. Yeah. Everything pretty much set. It's actually two weeks from today, right? Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, God, you scared me. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah. My bad. You didn't lose a week there. Two no. weeks from today. Perfect. <laughs> um, it is, it is though. If we were opening a week from today, I wouldn't be that concerned. Um, we are just, like I said, adding in some of the technical elements that are, are fun um, for actors who have been working really hard on understanding and being clear and the relationships between their characters to now have that sort of lift that lights and sound and costumes give. Um, But overall, I think we're in a really solid place, and I think that is due to the work of the actors. They've been very dedicated and very solid, and um, they're very, very smart people who took this intimidating piece of literature and put it on its feet very quickly. Now, we are, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we do have a few uh, a few of the members of the cast. we got Morgan, Colin, Caden, and Ethan here. In a second, we're gonna, uh, we're, they're going to do a little piece for us. Before we do that, I mean, anything else we should like, let people know about the production? Any, anything we haven't gotten to? Like, what, else, what else should we uh, tell people about this? I mean, we have, we have the dates. You want to give the people the dates again? Yeah. So the dates are uh, Friday, March 24th, Saturday, March 25th at 7.30 p.m. And Sunday, March 26th at 2 p.m. And then again, the following weekend, Thursday, March 30th at 7.30 p.m. Friday, March 31st at 7.30 p.m. And Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Nice. Um, Something I do want to mention for all of the listeners is that you may have been to the Sherman Theater in the past and know what it looks like, but we are sort of turning that on its head. We have built um, arena-style seating, if you will, on the stage. So the audience will be seated on the stage with the actors, and there is a very limited number of seats for each performance because of this. Um, so there are 66 seats per performance. Oh, wow. uh, normally, the Sherman Theater houses around 400, I think. So, um, so get your tickets now because we think and we hope that they will sell out and there is limited space for everyone to see. Yeah, that is definitely not one to go like day of, go, well, maybe, maybe we should just walk on in. That, that's definitely, that's intimate. Plus, what a, what a great way to see it. That's a really neat, uh, 
Is that the first? I mean, you said you just kind of built that for that. I mean, that is that the first of it? I take it then. This is this is not the norm there for seeing a show. This is not the norm for the Charmin Theater. I think that there have been um, maybe one or two shows in the past that they have had um, audience on stage with actors or a band, perhaps. Um, but uh, yeah, this is something that was important to us in in the telling of this story because I think that engagement of the audience is very important and something that might be hard to understand for a lot of people. So we like, and the actors will tell you, um, to engage the audience quite a bit in this performance. It will be um, it will be a communal experience. Awesome, awesome. I mean, we we're not done here. We're going to get a little taste. Uh, of the production here in a second, we're gonna we're gonna bring in uh, Morgan, Colin, Caden, and Ethan here in just a second. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, let's, you know, I just told everyone who uh, who we have with, but let's uh, kind of connect a you know a voice to the name and everything. Let's go down the line, and it will start down here. If you want to give us your name and who you perform in Romeo and Juliet, who are we talking to today? Hello, I'm Caden, and I'm playing the very extremely handsome Romeo. Um, I'm Morgan. I'm playing the extremely intelligent Juliet. I'm Ethan. I play Benvolio. And last but certainly not least, I'm Colin, and I'm playing the suave Mercutio. Nice, nice. Is this, uh, I mean, for, for all of you, I mean, is, is any of your first production at JCC? Have any of you done them before? I mean, is this like, you know, far from your first rodeo? you done a couple as your first? What, what is everybody's kind of deal here going to tell us? I was in Heather's last semester. I was Veronica Sawyer. Oh, nice. It was cool. Yeah, I did that, but this is my it was just my second show here. But my second show of Romeo and Juliet, I did Romeo and Juliet in high school. Oh, so you've done, you have done Romeo and Juliet before. Not the proper way. But I not, think I'm doing it the proper way now. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I've been doing theater since high school, but this is my only production I've ever done at JCC and the only play I've ever done. I've only done musicals before. Uh, I'm mostly the same with Caden. I I started doing theater in middle school, and this is the first uh, traditional play that I've been doing. I am also identical to Caden in which I have never touched a play before, but I've done upwards of, I don't know, like between 10 and 20 musicals. Oh, wow. I've done a lot. <laughs> I like that. There's kind of range here a little bit. Everyone's kind of done a little bit of, uh, we even got some Romeo Juliet in there under your belt. So uh, so very nice. And now we're going to hear uh, some selections from Romeo and Juliet from the uh, actors right here on Arts on Fire. Great. So we are going to start with a scene from the first act of Romeo and Juliet between Romeo and Benvolio. Good morrow, cousin. Is the day so young? But news struck nine. Ay me, sad hours seem long. Was that my father that went hence so fast? It was. What sadness lengthens Romeo's hours? Not having that which having makes them short. In love. Out. Of love. Out of her favor where I am in love. Alas, that love whose view is muffled still should without eyes see pathways to his will. Where shall we dine? Oh, me, what fray was here? You tell me not, for I have heard it all. Here is much to do with hate, but more with love. Why then, O oh, brawling love, O oh, loving hate, O oh, anything of nothing first create... Still waking sleep that is not what it is, this love feel I that feel no love in this. Dost thou not laugh? No, cuz. I rather weep. Good heart. At what? At thy good heart's oppression. Why, such is love's transgression. Love is a smoke made with the fume of sighs, being purged of fire sparkling in lover's eyes. 
being vexed, a sea nourished with lovers' tears. What is it else? A madness most discreet, a choking gall and a preserving sweet. Tell me, in sadness, who is it that you love? In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. I aimed so near when I supposed you loved. A right good marksman, and she's fair, I love. A right fair mark, fair cuz, is soonest hit. Well, in that hit you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow, for she hath Diane's wit. Then she hath sworn she will still live chaste. She hath, and in that sparing make huge waste. Be ruled by me. Forget to think of her. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. By giving liberty unto thine eyes, examine other beauties. Tis the way to call hers exquisite in question more. So that was just a scene with Benvolio and Romeo from Act One of Romeo and Juliet, where Romeo talks about his love for another woman. Now we will hear a scene from the beginning of Act Two after Romeo has seen Juliet for the first time. This includes Mercutio, Benvolio, and Romeo. Can I go forward when my heart is here? Turn back, dull earth, and find thy center out. Romeo, my cousin, Romeo, Romeo! <sighs> he hath come here and left this orchard wall. Call, good Mercutio. Nay, I'll conjure too. Romeo, humors, madman, passion, lover. Appear thou in the likeness of a sigh. Speak but one rhyme, and I am satisfied. Cry but, I me, pronounce but love and dove. He heareth not, he stirreth not, he moveth not. The ape is dead, and I must conjure him. I conjure thee by Rosaline's bright eyes, by her high forehead and scarlet lip, by her fine foot, straight leg and quivering thigh, and the domains that there adjacent lie, that in thy likeness thou appear to us. Come, he hath hid himself among these trees to be consorted with the humorous knight. Blind is his love, and best befits the dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Romeo, good night. I'll to my truckle bed. This field bed is too cold for me to sleep. Come, shall we go? Go then, for tis in vain to seek him here that means not to be found. Now you're going to hear maybe one of the most famous scenes in all of Shakespeare, just a clip of it. The balcony scene between Romeo and Juliet. He jested scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, who was already sick and pale with grief, that thou her maid art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. It is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. Yeah, I am too bold. Tis not to me she speaks. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. I me. She speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel. Oh, Romeo. Romeo. Wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. For if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? 
that which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. O Romeo, doff thy name, and for thy name, which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee (gasps) at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth I never will be Romeo. And right there, some amazing work from Morgan, Colin, Caden, and Ethan. I want to thank them all for coming in and giving us a taste of Romeo and Juliet, as well as Emily Drew for coming in, telling us about the production. That is going to be it for Arts on Fire for today. I want to thank Emily Drew, the rest of the cast of Romeo and Juliet. I want to thank Luke of St. Luke's Church, as well as Mohe O'Sullivan, who called in earlier on this episode. Lots of guests for you. Hope you enjoyed them all. If you want to hear any of this again you can find it online on wrfalp.com as well as on the wrfa soundcloud page make sure you are tuned in right here next week for arts on fire we have an arts on fire live on thursday march 16th with sue tillotson and jim cunningham and then we'll have the replay the following day right here but if you want to listen to that live there's your chance on thursday night I'll be back from 8 to 11 tonight talking to Brian Brannon of the band JFA, a skate punk legend. So more for you from your buddy Anthony later on. But until next time for Arts on Fire, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.